Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most Second Amendment broadcast in the, the nation. Welcome the to f- it. First thing that hits me is yeah. I don't know if I can remember what 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 show this is. Is it six thirty eight or six thirty nine? I I really don't know. I have to. I'm going right now. Wow. No, really, this, this is happened how it sometime. Well, no, it's begun a long time oh, ago. I see. Uh, I want. Um, yeah, let me see. Let me see. Why did Matt put Gun for Hire Radio so low on the? Oh, there Gun for Hire Radio. <laughs> Uh, oh, by word, while I'm searching, I have a correction. This is Gun for Hire Radio 638. Last week, I, I'm, I'm going to be accused of ageism. Uh, little oh, really? Se- little Sebastian, who wrote the three safety rules for me, yeah. he's not going to be nine. He's seven, and he's going to be eight. So I, <laughs> I miss I, I misaged mis-age him. him. So uh, I'm, I'm accusing myself of you ageism. You aged him. That's I'm, I'm, re- I'm reporting myself. Sebastian, I apologize. I'll see you here for your eighth birthday when you can shoot at the range and we can uh, celebrate. So uh, let's talk a little bit here. Dan, Dan Schmutter filed our op- opposition to the state's appeal and in support of our cross appeal. He filed an 80-page uh, brief. And uh, the problem we have here now is the Third Circuit. You know, we have a, a three-judge panel, Sandy. Yeah. And we got the same three-judge panel as the last three-judge panel in the Third Circuit. Oh, that's not good. And it's two to one. We have uh, uh, Justice Chung and Justice Krauss, who are both, I believe, Obama appointees, and they're anti-gun. So that means we're probably going to go uh, to an en banc review. So let's hope uh, they rule fast in October. By November, we get a ruling, and then we can ask uh, to go to en banc, which en banc would be the full Third Circuit, and the full Third Circuit is majority conservative at the moment. Oh, that's good. Uh, So we could get a win there. Uh, If we got a loss there, then it's off to the Supreme Court. So, again, I reiterate this every week, but the race is on between the Second and um, the Third Circuit for sure. And I'm going to talk about other other things that that are happening too, but... Let's put it this way. Uh, Dan filed this 80 pages. And uh, again, I apologize uh, for Dan, for anybody out there who's been reaching out to him that want to volunteer for lawsuits or have strike uh, strike force complaints or whatever else. Because, you know, this 80 page uh, uh, appeal um, is filing. This doesn't happen like by accident. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So and. Uh, you know, there's a lot of highlights in there that that Dan is going after, and obviously we know it's going to be sensitive places. We know we're going we're going after uh, training, and uh, if you get a chance, if you want to, if you want to read it, you know, everybody I believe everybody should read it. But you know, they're basically changing what should be our priv our, our right. They're trying to change it into a privilege. Obviously, we all we all know that. But, uh, you know, you can't carry. There's fishing game restrictions. There's still vehicle restrictions. There's still you need an endorsement from four reputable persons, which is bullshit. Because if you have an FID card, I believe you're a reputable person already. Already. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's a huge filing. And he went after the sensitive places provisions and how it violates the Second Amendment. He went after the private property provision. Uh, which presumptively prohibits the carrying of firearms on all private property in New Jersey because New Jersey owns us, Yeah, basically. Uh, also, the with 100 feet of public gatherings, demonstrations, or events requiring government permits. Again, so the government will require every gathering to re- ha- require a permit, so you can't carry anywhere. Obviously, we're banned from beaches, parks, restri- recreational facilities, and playgrounds. Anywhere where there's a chance, you know, there could be a... Uh, uh, a, a, a active shooter or something. <laughs> yeah. We're not allowed to carry guns. Right, all the dangerous that's, places. <laughs> yeah, that's that's basically what what they're what they're looking for. They're just looking to you know screw us as much as they possibly can. And you know, listen, I've been talking for so many years that we have a three tiers in this country and a two tier justice system. Yeah, you know, and the first tier and the second tier have one justice system, and the third tier we we pretty much don't have a justice system. So basically. Criminals are not held accountable. 
and crime victims have no recourse. It's, you know, the left has flipped it. Let's call it what it is. The, yeah, the, right. They're communists. Exactly. And, 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 they've, and they've flipped it. So, uh, but Dan, Dan really did a good job with the 80-page with the uh, brief. And now, obviously, the state has to reply. And then October, we move forward with that. And, of course, I had a lengthy discussion with Scott Bach. He'll be on the show uh, hopefully in a few weeks. I had a lengthy discussion with Scott last week about the assault weapons ban case and the 10-round magazine case. He's a little perturbed, you know, frustrated by the, the timelines and, the, and the, the judge in joining the two cases together and asking for discovery already when, we were, when our 10-round mag case was already done. You know, yeah. and it was basically on hold pre-Bruin, and then after the Bruin ruling, the two cases got put together, and which the assault weapons case was further behind, and the judge put the two of them together, and uh, which really pissed Scott off. He was hot. Uh, I can't wait to read his next op-ed in the ANJRPC magazine next month, which uh, should be quite interesting. But um, I'm hoping uh, that we have some news, you know, like what's going on with training and everything in the state of New Jersey. Um, there's a there's a disturbance in the force and there's a lot going on. And I can't say anything more than that. But uh, uh, there should be uh, an announcement either way in the next uh, couple of weeks. And uh, hopefully, you know, we, we get some um, recourse, you know. But I, I love Dan to death. He wrote this up. It's a shame. It's a, so such a coincidence, Andy, that we got the same th- three judge panel. Yeah, very uh, coincidental. You, you know what yeah. I mean? And, I and Dan or any other lawyer, if you're listening to the show, I meant to ask Scott this. Uh, if uh, Is this normal to, to draw the same three judges from one stage to the next stage? Or does it kind of feel, I know they won't say the fix is in, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know. Right. So, you know our buddy in the, the Rutgers University uh, mm. anti-gun thing, Michael Antetisis? <laughs> yeah, whose wife happens to work for him. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny. People are like, who paid for these studies? I'm like, we you did. did. <laughs> we, we did. Like, they don't even, they, most people don't even know. Murphy created this uh, right. uh, gun violence policy coalition, which is a.k.a. anti-gun coalition. So researchers at the Rutgers University have found that more concealed carry gun permits issued can lead to higher levels of gun violence can oh. can lead oh, yeah. okay so and spaceships can come from mars he did a study from 2010 to 2019 11 states mm-hmm. because you know they're freaking this is by the way this is researchers at the gun violence research center at rutgers <laughs> because guns are violent yes yeah yes he goes, we take this all we we take we take this all of this to mean that people aren't using concealed guns in public defensively to thwart potential homicides. Okay? He's that's what he's saying. All right. This guy's the this is what? Daniel Semenza. He's the assistant professor of the Rutgers Department of Sociology, mm. Anthropology, and Criminal Justice. Uh, go dig something up. Okay, go dig something <laughs> up. Policymakers need to seriously consider the dangers of allowing more guns in more public places, understanding that an increasingly armed society does not make us safer. Okay. Uh, yeah. Where's your data? You know what? The, but the, what, what they don't make you realize is that shootings have gone up in that nine-year period. Yeah. And they basically put all the data together. Of course they do. Criminal shootings, defensive shootings, and yep. everything. Of course okay? they do. It's like this study that they always quote that if you have a gun in your house, it's likely to be used on you was done in the hood. So basically what happened, this guy showed Michael Antises is the graph, mm. and Michael didn't like the graph. They turned it upside down. Yeah, pretty And he's much. like, <laughs> run with that. Run with that. <laughs> yeah. Here, okay. make it go like this. So, so New Jersey, it's 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 over a year now that a few of us serfs in the state are allowed to carry. Uh, where's the data? Where's the outrage about all of the violent shootings yeah. that have been going on when concealed carry holders? Whenever I read uh, New Jersey Pravda, NJ.com, and the Bergen Record and stuff, every time they arrest somebody with a gun, it's an illegal gun. Hmm. Interesting. And they've had multiple felonies. Wow. I haven't read yet, because it would be front page for 72 days straight. I haven't read one scenario yet where someone has been arrested as a law-abiding citizen committing an act of violence or shooting their gun. We've had a couple of numbnuts that got pulled over drunk or were changing a flat tire with alcohol on their yeah. breath, and they were carrying their gun on them. Mm. Okay? 
You know, and uh, Peter Tillum posted in this article, uh, you know, he's a MY tax defense. He goes, I am a Second Amendment lawyer that was interviewed for this article. I pointed out that in his landmark study, Dr. John Lott came uh, came to the opposite conclusion. His book, Morgan's Less Crime, is in its third edition study crime rates in a very uh, in every county in the U.S. and concluded that shell issue gun license laws reduce violent crime. I also pointed out that the Rutgers study cited in the article was not peer reviewed and that the author was likely a likely partisan on this issue. Interesting that none of my comments made it into the article. So much for, <laughs> quote, journalism. So Peter Tillam and all my other listeners, I get I get this all the time. Uh, People reach out to me and go, how come whenever we see a, a, an article or we see an interview or a video in New Jersey, they're never at your gun range, the, the media? The media, as Maj Ture stands for, most effective devil in America. Mm -hmm. All right. I will not grant any of them any interviews anymore because they twist your words. Yep. They take little sound bites and everything. Peter uh -huh. Tillum saw that firsthand. How come they didn't cite Peter Tillum in his three-paragraph article? Because it didn't fit the narrative. Right. Okay? So now I see all of these other uh, articles coming out and videos, and the backdrop is other ranges. Now, you'll see my range in B-roll and stuff because they steal it. But but you'll never see me in front of the microphone. Right, exactly. and they call, I ignore them. My staff is told send them an e tell them to send me an email, and I ignore it because they're going to take one soundbite and they're going to change it with the question, and then I'm going to get beat up by all of these cat food eating guys on Reddit. Right, exactly. Saying, "Oh, look, he's a sellout." Yep. Don't grant interviews. Don't give them anything that they can use against us, especially with the concealed carry right now, because it's such a hot button issue. So that's what happened to Peter Tillum. Uh, so it's good to see he's fighting with us, you know. But they, they didn't separate concealed carry holders from gun crime and suicides. They bundled it all together. So basically they're saying more people are getting carry permits, more violent crime with guns went up. Therefore, it's the carry <laughs> permit holders that are the cause of it. That are cause, yeah, right. Not the catch and release revolving door criminal justice system. It has nothing to do with that. That's using the same uh, flawed fact as we've brought this up thousands of times that every time you drive past a fire, there's fire trucks. Therefore, fire trucks cause fires. Yeah. Yeah. Fire trucks cause fires. This, I love that analogy. So this is the shit that we have to deal with all the time. So, yeah, the Rutgers group, I think they have a $30 million budget, Sandy. There's not one neutral or pro-gun person that is a part of that. So he stopped calling me. Uh, Michael Antisis is when he first uh, appeared in public, uh, me and uh, uh, um, my God. What's what's the uh, Gianni Pirelli, Dr. Pirelli? We discussed this guy and Pirelli knows that he's a plant. He wanted to interview me, Michael Antisis, and I said no. And then he sent me an email reaching out. You know, I think there's middle ground where we can meet and stuff. He's trying to he was trying to bait me. Yeah. You know, because he definitely would be twisting my words or ask a question in a way or whatever. You're not getting anything. Well, you want to like know my you want to know my stance on shit. Listen to Gun for Hire Radio every right. Sunday. It's not, it's not like this doesn't have precedent. I mean, you've been interviewed probably more than any other um, firearms instructor or range on, now range owner <clears throat> in the state of New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, over and over and over and over again. And uh, each and every time, I, I can count probably on the fingers of one hand and have a lot of fingers left, of how many uh, times they either got it right or... Uh, got it even neutral or without twisting and turning everything the other way or just dropping 99% of the interview and then cutting up sound bites. Uh, <clears throat> so why bother giving them that cut that, that type of information or that type of that type of B-roll? Right. I'm not I'm not giving it to them. I'm, I'm not giving it to them at all. You know, I just I just we have to stay within our own uh, wheelhouse here and work together. You know, we have the Internet that we can share information. We have X and Reddit and, you know, Facebook and uh, Instagram as much as we're allowed to under the veil of this of the censors, you know, Big Brother. Yeah. But we know what's really going on, you know, uh, and we have to stick together and fight together on it. Uh, 
And you got to so, get out and look around too. I mean, I don't, I don't remember whether. See, I'm catching it too. I don't remember whether last week we, <laughs> you and I talked off air or on air about the fact that I, I applied for a carry permit. Um, both at both. It was Al- off air, so off share air. with us. Both Alabama and Florida are constitutional carry, right? But <clears throat> you know, if you're going to get reciprocity, you want to have a carry permit. Um, a few weeks ago, on a Wednesday evening, about nine o'clock, I went online and applied to the sheriff's, the local sheriff's department, for a carry permit. Um, filled out the three, four questions, whatever it was, and nine uh, thirty the next morning, I got a telephone call from the sheriff's department and said, "Your carry permit's ready. Did you want to pick it up, or you want us to mail it to you?" <laughs> And I'm like, that's what it's supposed to work like. And shoot it to me. Yeah, right, right, exactly. But that's the kind of thing that that's that's the juxtaposition you find with New Jersey. And here we are talking probably for the past 15 minutes now about challenges and overcoming challenges to be able to carry your firearm the way almost every other shall issue state has been. The people in those shall issue states have been doing. Um, for years and years and years, in many cases, decades. And it's normal to them. They don't understand the concept of New Jersey. And in New Jersey, we're blinded by what it's like in a free society, what it's like in free America, what it really should be like. So therefore, you have a lot of the times that people in the middle ground who will say, yeah, well, you know, we still should have training and we still should have training requirements and we still should have this and we still should have that. Well, that's where that comes from. Mm -hmm. It, It comes from that quasi Stockholm syndrome that you're you're living on such an oppressive uh, regime under uh, oppressive conditions that you think rolling back halfway and giving back the state a little less power is freedom and it's not no it's not so listen to this so segueing right into this every town for gun safety which is funded by bloomberg which is also funded by the trace and all of these moms demand and everything this is what we're up against ladies and gentlemen and i know uh, they didn't go to my range to write this article are you ready for this this was posted in ammo land by uh, uh author lee williams okay every town study says Young gun owners hold male supremacist and racist beliefs. What? Yes. <laughs> because, you know, we have to marginalize them and, and, and make everybody racist, all right? The Man, article have they have not been to your range. <laughs> no. The article was titled U.S. Youth Attitudes on Guns, and the study was conducted by Bloomberg's Every Town for Gun Safety and, of course, the Southern Poverty Law Center, oh, yeah. which are nothing but bigots yeah, anyway. Absolutely. Um, and and the, basically, uh, the article says, phase one, based on the field expertise of our team, we identified and assessed 68 online pro-gun media sources. Of these, 15 channels were selected based on the wide range, high volume, and high engagement levels they demonstrated. Wait a minute. These, Their field analysis was conducted online? Yeah, with Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, <laughs> Facebook, 4chan, and blogs. Well, they're afraid the to come to the range. What the fuck is a field analysis if you don't leave well, your house? Well, they're afraid to come to the range because we're all white supremacists or male supremacists oh, and we're going to beat them yeah. up. Oh, so they did a field analysis sitting in their mother's basement. Ma, more meatloaf. <laughs> uh, so basically they come up with the fact that basically all gun people, the report bears all the hallmarks of a traditional Bloomberg PSYOP. There is no doubt every town agreed to fund it only after the authors agreed on what their findings would be. Uh, but basically that's, that's what they've come up to. So none, that, none of them have ever visited a range. Uh, but that's what it is. We're all racist, sexist, misogynist. Man, they really need to visit my range and, um, and, and see what's going on here. You don't see any of that here. We're you know, ladies' night is every objectivity. night. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, that's young people's attitudes towards guns. We're all racist now. Okay. So, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, and also uh, most of the white people into guns exhibited symptoms of mental distress. Oh, I see. What do you think? 
based on... Meanwhile, you know what they want, right? The mayor of Oakland, California, told that uh, that citizens there, they should start carrying air horns. Oh, you know, the little boat air yeah. horns? So yeah. if you become a victim of a violent crime, you, you should blow the air horn to scare the criminal away. So we should do like a Morse code, like one for mugging, two for stabbing, <laughs> three for rape, four for shooting. How's that? Or Five like for the- someone defecating on the street <laughs> the ubiquitous car alarm that goes off and no one pays attention to nobody it. everybody because walks right past it because there's thousands of air horns going off all day long See, now, in Oakland, they, california they don't consider maybe thinking maybe locking people up no holding them liable for you their see, actions there you go confusing things it's the gun that's violent so 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 here's here's the twist here now sandy you ready for this twist? Because you know behind this, 90% of this is like these white liberal women, which are like the devil, yeah, right? Right. Here's the thing that they're, they're, they're finding out. The people, the residents of Oakland, California, are totally upset. And here's what's going on. African Americans in Oakland, California, are disproportionately hit the hardest by crime in the city. Okay? How do you like that? That's so it's hurting the, the minorities. give a shit. The statement went on to accuse failed leadership of creating a heyday for Oakland criminals. Well, we knew that already. If you're not going to hold people, if you have kids and you don't discipline them, you're going to have animals. And then from animals, you're going to have criminals. And from criminals, you're going to be going to visit them every other Sunday. Right. If they if they if they're still alive. okay, you know, and the mayor, as a city, we need to make it harder to make it work hard to make it safer. No, you have to lock (laughs) people up. We have to work hard. Okay. <laughs> the, the the residents won't drive at night because of armed car jack, jackings, okay? Like, they won't go out to, to eat. They won't go out to restaurants. They won't go food shopping. Could you imagine the older women, oh, white, black, wow. Asian, whatever they are? I'm talking older women. Everything doesn't have to be identity politics. Imagine the older women that are living in fear, that lived there all their life and used to be able to walk to the store at 9 o'clock in the morning, and now they can't. Hey, even the older men. Look at, yeah, I, you know, yeah. would you want to have to confront... Uh, unarmed at our age a group of young angry 20 somethings no no what what are we going to do no and and, you know i'm surprised this hasn't come to new jersey yet because now it's come to connecticut massachusetts and big time in new york city all of a sudden the democratic leaders in these uh elite elitist states are saying mass immigration is not good anymore (laughs) <laughs> Remember Adam said it's a sanctuary city and he read the poem off the Statue of Liberty yeah, and he right. said it would always be a sanctuary city. Yeah, now he's saying that yeah, the border states are funneling people. No, the border states are sending people to your state because you said that your state was a sanctuary state right. and, and they would get lot. everything for free. Right. So there's a lot. So, so now the problem is in your backyard. The mayor, the governor of Massachusetts, a liberal female who 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 said Massachusetts, the entire state, was a sanctuary state, is now asking fellow residents to house illegals in their houses. <laughs> if you have a spare bedroom, if you have a garage, if you have this, house them there. They did this in Los Angeles. They told people they had to allow people to sleep in their outdoor sheds, that if someone <laughs> took up residents in their outdoor tool shed, they had to allow them to do so. Yeah. Now... <laughs> Now, these are the same leaders that were voted in by the people that thought mass illegal immigration was good, right? Right. So, hey. Until it was in their backyard. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, it's not good. Right. But, you know, Mayorkas, who's evil, Soros, plant, Mayorka and Biden, who's, you know, a meat popsicle, they haven't slowed down, Sandy. No, they Millions haven't. of people no. are coming across no, the border distru- because big business, you know, the Koch brothers, the one yep. left in Soros, they want this to flood the labor market so Damn that right. we, the Cheap third labor. tier, yep. stay the third tier. Yes, absolutely right. That's, that's what they want. Yeah. You know, a this credit is card, not a Democrat thing. No, credit card debt for the first time ever in this country has reached a trillion dollars. It's, it's the highest yes. it's ever it been is. since they've yeah. been recording credit card debt. And, and it's because people card. are living on credit cards yes, week to are. week. The new thing this now is a HELOC loans because yes. these young kids don't understand that just because you have $200,000 equity in your house right now, the uh, the real estate across the country is off 30, 
is off 30% right now. 30%. So you're looking at a 30% drop in the home, in your home value. Take out your little calculator and do the 30% drop. Do not take out a home equity loan to go on vacation. Right. But people are. Of course. And but they're going to lose their are. friggin' homes like they did in, in 08. It's not Bidenomics, by the way. It's Bribenomics. Yeah, it's true, right? <laughs> president for sale, <laughs> vice president for sale. Man, man. Did you see uh, socialist extraordinaire Bernie Sanders just got caught funneling $200,000 of campaign contributions to his nonprofit that's run by his wife and his son? Oh, wow. But Interesting. wait a minute. He's, what? That sounds almost like a capitalist. Yeah, the only two employees of his nonprofit is his wife and his son. Oh, oh, yeah. That's the Bernie Sanders Gimme, Gimme, Gimme Fund. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need a new home. Yeah. Is this incredible? People are so dumb. And they'll vote for him again? Of course they will. They'll vote for Bernie, him again Bernie's and again Bernie's and for the again. common man. Bernie's, Ber yeah, okay, Bernie's for himself. You know, uh... Some people are worried about this Supreme Court ruling about uh, ghost guns, yeah. unmarked serial number guns. The uh, uh, Amy Coney Barrett and uh, I don't know, was it Gorsuch? Who was it that, that came out and they said they're allowing the case to proceed? And a lot of people are freaking out that, you know, they didn't overturn this in uh, Illinois. Yeah. But what, what it is is usually, like I talked to Scott Bach about this, usually the Supreme Court, oh, it's, it was Neil Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh. Uh, wait a minute. No, no, no. It was it was the majority of the dissenters explained their reasoning. All right. Um, so basically, the dissenters. It was basically Roberts and Barrett. I'm sorry. They were in. They they were the ones that are allowing it um, to stay, but they're allowing the case to proceed, and they're going to let it go its its full term to the Supreme Court. The Fifth Circuit has been very good to us, but the 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 uh, Supreme Court. Uh, is holding it right now. And Adam Kraut, who's an old friend of mine, um, said that we remain optimistic that we will ultimately prevail. We believe the district court's rationale striking down the final rule was legally sound, and we look forward to defending our position on appeal. Alam Gottlieb was not discouraged by the court ruling on what essentially is a procedural matter. That's what I've been telling everybody. The Supreme Court, in issuing its ruling, did not address the merits of the case. They only said that the stay will remain in effect pending the appeal now before the Fifth Circuit and disposition of the writ of seriatory, if such a writ is timely sought. Now that the Fifth Circuit can actually rule on the merits of the case, Gottlieb added, we expect a very favorable ruling. I, I expect a favorable ruling as well. So it's it's interesting. Right away, people are like, oh, see, the Supreme Court is compromised. No, they, they can't always just jump in and fix everything like with the second circuit when alito and thomas warned the second circuit you notice they still haven't stepped in yet and the second circuit's still dragging their ass on the on the carry case in new york but mm -hmm. everything has a time and a place you know and and it's got to go through the process the judiciary unfortunately slogs through i was on the phone with scott and he uses that word slog all the time it's going to be a slog we're going to prevail but it's going to be a slog we're going to prevail but it's going to be a slog and listen Scott Bach and Dan Schmutter, when they give me their opinion, which is rare because they're lawyers, but when they give me their opinion, they've been correct over 95% of the time when it comes to cases like this, you know. And when they say, well, it's not, we're not sure the Supreme Court will take this or not, like Pantano or whatever, they were right on that too. Me, I'm going to bed at night going, we're going to get this picked up. We're going to win. We're going to get this picked up. But we don't. So I, uh, I, I can't believe, how much time do we have left, by the way? We are right at halfway point. Oh, okay, because I want to talk about uh, the third tier a little more. But okay, we, so so we're back up. All right, let me uh, let me start here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we spoke about Peter Tillum, uh, NYTACDefense.com. Uh, everybody that comes in here and asks me, how do I get my New York carry permit? I'm like, here, join NYTACDefense.com. Go on Gun for Hire website. Every, all, everything you need right here. Mention Gun for Hire one word to get your 10% discount. Have a nice day. Uh, U.S. Law Shield, uslawshield.com. Use code word gun for hire, one word. If you live in New Jersey, you need U.S. Law Shield, okay? It's like having Evan Knappen in your back pocket. Uh, 
Decoding Firearms by John Petrolino is available on Amazon, Kindle, uh, Aberdeen Guns in Monmouth County, and, of course, the Gun for Hire Pro Shop here. StandStrong.biz, the accolades we've been receiving every Sunday from the emails that we send out. Stand Strong Sunday. Every Sunday we showcase three businesses. Go to StandStrong.biz, bookmark it on your homepage. You can search by geographical area. Uh, tell your friends and family, anybody that wants to add their business, product, or service to StandStrong.biz, go on the page and register your business. We do a final review, and then we publish it, and you're off to go. And who knows, you might get picked to be one of the uh, showcase businesses on a Sunday. Support those who support you. Who else is doing what Gun for Hire is doing for the gun people in the state of New Jersey when it comes to support those who support you? One other group that I know of, uh, the New Jersey Firearm Syndicate, they have a 2A Tuesday. Every Tuesday on the New Jersey Firearm Syndicate, every two-way business is allowed to post their business product and service. So we're the only ones that are doing it because you should not be giving your money to people who are going to give their money to Bloomberg. Okay? Amen. My doctor, Dr. Joseph Sambatero, Optimal Health wellnessnj.com optimalhealthwellnessnj.com concierge medicine for a few hundred bucks a month no more waiting in stinky doctor's offices touching magazines that have cooties <laughs> and leprosy it really and leprosy if you if don't it, want it, leprosy you should get optimal health wellness nj or don't visit florida and it yes. is the future of medicine really truly. it is most people don't understand what it is until they find out what it is and then they won't have it any other way right Lake Island Rifle and Pistol Club in Carteret, New Jersey, is looking for junior rifle members 12 to 18 years old to learn firearm safety and to compete in small bore and air rifle competition. Visit lakeis.org. If you're in the Scotch Plains area, Zen Float Center, zenfloatcenter.com. Give Sharon Decker my best. Obviously, I already plugged John at Aberdeen Guns and Ammo in Monmouth County, New Jersey. Uh, the time is clicking here for the Northern New Jersey Friends of the NRA dinner at Biagio's in Paramus, October 5th. Steve Churchill is the chairperson. Friendsofnra.org. Click on events. Buy your tickets. Gun for Hire. We're going to be donating probably memberships, guns, me. I'm going to be speaking. We're going to be buying tickets into our table. Uh, support those who support you. Don't forget to check out... Uh, News2A.com. News2A.com. All the 2A news that's fit to print in New Jersey in a little bit of a clearinghouse area with supporters on it. Check it out. One of my guys, Vlad, is also a contributor, as well as John Petrolino and Charlie Cook of Riding Shotgun with Charlie. If you need carry permit updates, go to gunforhire.com. Click on the CCW permit. New York, New Jersey, non-resident, resident. It's all right there. Uh, I got this email from Jim Howard, NRA certified pistol instructor and cigar smoker extraordinaire. He goes, I hope all is well with you. Since you told me you're not going to not smoking cigars anymore, I guess I won't be seeing you at the CNJFO cigar event next week. I'm hoping that you'll give it a shout out on Sunday show since there are only a few spots left. It's Thursday, 817, 6 p.m to 10 p.m. at the Cigar Social in Freehold. And you can go to cnjfo.com and click events and get the information. So speaking of support those who support you, Assemblyman Auth, who is a phenomenal rock star, Gun for Hire member, is having a cigars and beefsteak at the Metropolitan Cigar Society on Bloomfield Ave in Fairfield on August 25th from 6 to 9 p.m. I've been a member of Fairfield, uh, the Metropolitan Cigar Society, for about 10 years now. I'm Unfortunately, I will be in Florida August 25th, but the, they have sponsorships, and you can buy tickets for 90 bucks. It's going to be a beefsteak and cigars. How do you go wrong with this? And if you want info, go to authforassembly.com forward slash cigar auth for assembly.com forward slash cigars i think everybody out there should support those who support you i already told the auth team i will donate a membership a basket whatever uh we are uh we are a dinner sponsor which uh, was a thousand dollars which comes with four tickets and uh four of my instructors probably vlad and tony and the guys are going to go because i put my money where my mouth is even though i'm a greedy capitalist i support those who support us i'm out there for everybody donating money donating time Auth came in last week 
and hung up one of his cigar posters, shot it with bullets, and left it for me as a as a notice that I should be uh, pitching the uh, cigar event for him. I love this guy. He's just he's just great to have in our corner, you know. Oh, by the way, you know uh, we are working on the uh, <clears throat> the civics thing. Phoebe is uh, uh, is indisposed at the moment, but as soon as she's back in action, she is going to be sending an email out to everybody uh, so that we can follow up on it. But so we find out that Roshana Cosby also wrote a book when she was uh, shaking and making waves down in Linden, and uh, it's called Plantation Politics. And we're going to be selling this book uh, at the Gun for Hire Pro Shop, by the way, nice. uh, as soon as she gets more copies printed up. And uh, because uh, I think it's more that we can learn when we're presenting from that civics uh, level there. There's so many people that have shown an interest in this that I guess we're making more people feel empowered that they want their uh, voice to be heard. The third tier is dying uh, to be in a little bit more in the spotlight now after you see what they're doing with our kids and everything. Right. New Jersey uh, is suing at least three uh, towns right now where, you know, they're hiding the kids from their parents if the kids go to their teacher and say i want to change my gender or something the teachers and the administration are not going to tell the parents it's like the, the parents uh, anyway indoctrination it's it's horrible uh but you people out there who you see your kids you're losing control of your kids that's how us second amendment people have felt forever forever yeah we have felt that way would you agree sandy absolutely hmm. so petrolino wrote this article and uh, it's really interesting. <clears throat> he goes, recently, Petrolino came up with a, 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 an article he read about the 20 best gun rights podcast. He goes, cruising through the list, I saw many familiar names, shows, and colleagues. I was happy to see that Evan Knappen's Gun Lawyer podcast was rated number one on this list. While the actual aggregate of data used to classify these shows in this order was noted to be based on the best gun rights podcast uh, from thousands of podcasts on the web and ranked by traffic, social media follows, and freshness. So Petrolino, being the investigative journalist, he wasn't happy with that. He went to ListenNotes.com. I follow ListenNotes. I get alerts from them weekly. And ListenNotes uh, shows what uh, podcasts are ranked by actual listeners and downloads, all right? right? Different story. So, yeah. Correct. So to give you an example, Joe Rogan's podcast is a .00, which puts him in the top percentile of listeners, okay? Gun Talk is .5. Armed American Radio is .5. Bearing Arms by Cam & Company is 1%, which they're the top three. Now, they're the top three, Sandy, but here's the deal. They're all nationally syndicated. Yeah, right. The next broadcast at a point one percent was Gun for Hire radio podcast, mm -hmm. on top of a field of about a hundred gun or two a podcasts. Yeah, absolutely. We're number four. Yeah, and we're not syndicated. And the reason we decided a long time ago, Sandy, that we don't want to be syndicated, we don't want to answer to suits. Yeah, right. I want to say or whatever I want. What we can, yeah, what we can yeah. say, what we can say. So I, I want to I want to uh, commend John Petrolino for uh, rating this article and getting the data, and I also want to commend uh, Charlie Cook for sharing it on uh, riding shotgun with uh, Charlie. It's it's just great. So many people come in and mention the show. I had a gentleman come in this morning. He goes, so "I'm doing what I told you. Each one, reach one. Here's <laughs> one of my new guys here. All right. So we had another win. <clears throat> KnifeRights.org. If you're not a member of KnifeRights.org, you should be ashamed of yourself if you like to carry any kind of self-defense tool, any kind of self-defense tool. Believe it or not, KnifeRights just had a victory in the Ninth Circus. I mean, the Ninth Circuit. The Hawaiian butterfly knife ban was ruled unconstitutional, Sandy. And this is a KnifeRights case. Uh, and uh, I, I, I love them. I've been a member for so long since Knappen introduced me to KnifeRights. So... Today, a panel of the United States Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit held that Hawaii's ban on butterfly knights violates the Second Amendment. Knife rights filed an important amicus friend of the court brief in support of the appellants in the case, Teeter versus Lopez. In the decision, the court reversed the district court's judgment in favor of Hawaii and remanded the case back to the district court for further proceedings consistent with this opinion. The court also denied the appellate's request to remand the case for further factual or historic development in light of the New York State Association Bruin case. So here again, the Bruin case gives us a victory in the Ninth Circuit. Okay, 
So people will be able to carry butterfly knives, which is a variation of a folding pocket knife. I'm always I'm a scared of uh, uh, of uh, butterfly knives. By the way, you know the way they open and the stuff. The way they <laughs> open, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm okay with yeah. that. But congratulations mm-hmm. on the plaintiffs, attorneys Alan Beck and Stephen Stambula, uh, on this moment of victory. Again, more two A fighters out there. The Second Amendment is not just guns, ladies That's and gentlemen. Right. It's all weapons and tools that you are used to defend yourself. So. God bless this victory. That's why we have to support those who support you. Uh, I don't know if a lot of people might not be be familiar with Jonathan Crump. If you read Ammo Land, if you get their daily email, and I love Freddie and the guys at at Ammo Land. And there's a gentleman there, Jonathan Crump, who he's he's written about me. He's written articles before. uh, Very good uh, journalist in the Second Amendment community. And uh, John Petrolino wrote this article, but uh, he writes uh, for Ammo Land. And basically, he's, uh, he was writing an article about the auto key card case where you're, you know, uh, the plans to uh, uh, a novelty metal card being sold. And it's outlined to, to, to lightning link etched on it. The ATF maintained that the card itself is a machine gun, which is not, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it, it goes in your gun and can make it fire a little faster or whatever. But... They're basically finding that the attorney general's office is suppressing uh, Crump's investigative journalism and his videos and everything uh, because it's a two-way case. And, you know, what they're trying to do, they're trying to hide everything. And uh, it's just amazing. We've entered this banana republic now, Uh, just like with Hunter Biden. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, they appointed a special counsel now. It's the same lawyer that had the whole case that gave him the sweetheart deal already. And, of course, he's from Delaware, where the Biden crime family, uh, you know, is all uh, hunkered down in. You know, they've they've replaced the Clintons as the most corrupt family, uh, political family. The, good, the, the, the bad thing is Biden doesn't even know what's going on anymore. Uh, yeah, you know, he has right. he has no idea. Everything's outside of his orbit yeah. at this point. You know, you see the way he's walking and the thousand yard stare, as you always like to say. But, uh, yeah, he has no clue. The other day he was in front of the Grand Canyon talking about it's being one of the ninth wonders of the world. <laughs> there was only seven when I studied history. Well, I don't know what the other two are. Well, you know, OK, <laughs> it's, it's him. He's one of them. You know, oh, he's a, a wonder. It's, right. a, it's a wonder that he got uh, elected by, Could, I mean, even more votes than Barack Obama. Which yeah, is, imagine him at, at, still at president as 86 years old. No, not at all. I, don't, <sighs> I can't imagine any of that. You know, and so, it's not just that, too. And I mean, it's across the board, right? It, it has to do with um, the mistrust of media in general because the media is in bed with everybody. The media is in bed with Big Pharma, which is why you'll never see any bad Big talk food. About big food, Big Pharma. Um, media, yeah. uh, movie studios, everything. They're all together. They're all together. Lockstep. And we've talked about this for years about how um, Hollywood and writers – are all receive money from the Bloombergs of the world and the Soros of the world to write anti-gun plots into their books and movie scripts and television scripts, um, and they get funding for that. And who's not going to take funding for that? So you realize money, money makes if, the world go round. If sixty percent of us gun people stood together. Like the left did, yeah, right. The victories that we could count, absolutely. One little change to Jersey carry law, and I became mud yeah. in thirty seconds. Yeah, I think yeah. back of all the criticism, Bach and Schmutter and Napping got over the years. Yeah, sure. Now it's like it's Saint Dan, Saint Scott, right. Saint uh, Evan. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they turn on a dime on you in a minute. Yep. You know. And it's it's amazing. That's we, one thing the left doesn't do. They they nope. do not turn on one another. They march in lockstep. Have the very same talking points across the board. Have have always done that. Horrible. The, it's just the way they stick together. We don't do it. We just attack each other. Evil capitalist, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I love that when I get attacked as like being an evil capitalist. I'm like, so what are you, a socialist then? So yeah, you're pro gun and f- you're a socialist? How, how, does, how does this work? You run a business. Hello? It's a business. You're it's- beating a dead horse. They'll never understand it. Yeah, no, I get it. So here, I, I do not give legal advice. I'm not allowed to give legal advice. I'm just giving you my opinion, all right? 
Good afternoon. I just wanted to send an email letting you know that I listen to the show every week and absolutely love it. It's always packed with great information, just like Knappen's show. So here's my question. Uh, I know if you're in a vehicle and are pulled over, you have to let the officer know that you have a firearm. That's right, duty to inform. But what about if I'm just out for a walk? Would I still need to inform them the same way as if I were in a vehicle? Okay. My second question is, are the laws the same about going within so many feet of a school while carrying a firearm during the summer when the kids and the staff are present, aren't present? Any information to clarify this question is appreciated. Well, this is my opinion here. All right. If you're walking on the street, you don't have a duty to inform unless you're confronted by an officer. There has to be a confrontation. This is how I read it. If I was carrying a gun and I'm walking down the street and there's like an active crime scene, like let's say there's an accident and the cop says, hey, how you doing? And he says to me, did you see the accident? I would say no. And, you know, if I didn't see the accident and I would carry on. Right. If he confronts me because I'm a part of it or he wants for questioning or something, then I would say, officer, making sure my hands aren't in my pockets where he can see them. I'd say, officer, by the way, I have a concealed carry permit and I'm carrying a firearm right now. You know, legally carrying a firearm. That's what I would. That's what I would say. Okay, only for formal encounters. John Petrolino and I bounced this back and forth. By the way, now the Gun Free School Zone School Zone Act allows people to possess uh, qualified permits from the state uh, uh, that they are in to break the thousand foot rule. However, that does not allow an individual to step on the school's property. I wouldn't go on a school zone whether a whether school was in or not. To be honest with you, because listen. I know in my past, I've read articles where people got caught selling drugs a thousand feet within a school zone, and it was summer vacation and schools closed or at night dealing drugs. They apply that law whether there's, the school is open or not. Yeah. So I would imagine the law would be applied the same way if you have a carry permit. Any attorneys out there listening, Lussberg, Bach, Schmutter, Knappen, anybody else, if you want to, if you want to answer further, I'm just giving you my, my, my take on it if just looking at parallels to the law okay uh another thing is uh hold on one more i got i got so many letters okay i love this this is one of my favorite letters guys thank you so much i just want to take a moment to express how incredible this course was and how amazing our instructors were wayne and vlad provided us with a wealth of information and helped us hone in on our techniques and focused on areas where we needed improvement they also kept reiterating that safety is crucial to the course and how we all needed a certain level of understanding and knowledge prior to taking this course and this was proven in the classroom uh let me see. I also love that although I was the only female in the class, they did not show favoritism and treated us all fairly and provided criticism and tips on how to practice at home via dry fire and in the range. I'll likely be retaking this course again in the future because it was that good. Thank you again, Jenny Z. Jenny Z took the holster draw class here, Sandy. Jenny Z is the one who started the ladies' night at Gun for Hire. Nice. By telling us we should have a ladies' night. Now, I think she's a Hispanic descent and she's a female, which is weird because that uh, Everytown yeah, article says yeah, they're not allowed at the range. Allowed. No. Uh-uh. Sorry. Uh, Sorry, Interesting. Jenny. Yeah, you Jenny. I don't home. know how you slipped in. Yeah. Uh, uh, but it's nice to read emails like that. And, yes, my staff is not going to single out the only woman in the classroom. They're not going to single out the only person that might have a physical disability in the classroom everybody's going to run through to the best of their abilities and learn because that's how we do it at gun for hire and that's one of the huge reasons we are so successful i have the best staff the best curriculum so this one's from an old old friend in South Carolina. Anthony, I really enjoyed show 637. You're, you cover a lot of important subjects in the war for our gun freedom. If people would just listen to your show, they would keep up to date on all current events at the tip of the spear. You wouldn't get so many dumb questions to your business or the New Jersey Firearms Owner Syndicate page. People need to learn and they also need to listen. I really appreciate your banter with Sandy, who's in Alabama. I enjoy your dry sarcasm, similar to mine. I'm announcing that if it all goes as planned, South Carolina will have constitutional carry in this fall. God bless. That will make 16 mostly southern states. Who would have thunk it? 
You always mention each one reach one. I hope I have recruited two for the cause. One is a stand-up New Jersey guardsman who used to work for me doing division maintenance on track vehicles. He frequents the, another range, but I think I turned him. The other is a young lady I brought there before. I mentioned ladies' night. Everyone likes the cleanliness, friendliness, and efficiency of your establishment. I wish that one time while announcing your doctor, you could say in your best Rodney Dangerfield voice, this is my doctor, and you all know my doctor, doctor, Vinny Boomba. He's a classic. you got to go see my doctor, Vinny Boomba. Vinny Boomba is the best, okay? Thanks for being the tip of the spear, and I'll do what I can from South Carolina. Sincerely, Douglas Allen Vleet. Doug, you're the best. I miss you so well. I hope you're doing good with your health. I hope you're enjoying South Carolina that you got out of the clutches of New Jersey. Good man to have around. This is from Anthony A. I have a question, mainly a concern about the areas that New Jersey and also the town I reside in, Bayonne. I, they have deemed Bayonne a sensitive place. That's not going to carry any water, by the way, Aunt. Uh They can't deem it. They can they can pass a resolution in the town that the town is a sensitive place, but it's not going to work, okay? The Supreme Court already ruled that. Our lawsuit covers that already, which is going to be heard October 25th, Aunt. But he goes, as you know, active and retired police are exempt from these tyrannical laws, of course. With a new with the new concealed carry qualifications, wouldn't I be exempt from those laws? Frankly, no American should comply with any law that goes against our constitution. But I digress. My argument is that if I have to go through the same qualifications that retired and active police officers go through, then why am I not exempt from carrying in parks? For example, I spend a lot of time at the park with my daughter, and it's infuriating to know that the only people exempt from the concealed carry restrictions are. The, uh, are the Americans' employees, you know, cops, retired cops. They want us dependent on a worthless government. Never forget when seconds matter, police are minutes away. Do you think I have a case against my town in Bayonne and New Jersey in general? Thank you in advance, sincerely, Anthony. And we have the case already, so don't worry about it. We're, we're fighting for that. I believe it's going to get knocked down completely, and you're not going to see any other towns passing resolutions for sensitive places. It's the dumbest thing ever, just creating gun-free zones. It's so, so stupid. So a couple of things here. Uh, this is scary. Uh, this is someone that needs to read my book. Livingston woman wakes up to find burglars with a gun in her house. Okay. Two teens, teens were captured by Livingston police after a woman awoke during a home burglary. The Livingston police arrested two teens from Newark after a resident awoke to find them inside her home and saw one of them holding a gun. Police said that at 5.45 a.m. on July 25th, they responded to Chelsea Drive residents on a report of burglary. The homeowner said she woke up to find multiple suspects with a handgun. They left with the victim's purse, then stole her Cadillac Escalade. Police arrived to find a stolen BMW also leaving the scene and pursued it onto Route 280. So it was a two-car team. Uh, after other agencies became involved, the vehicle crashed in East Orange, and the two men were apprehended. They were both 18. The, the article makes it sound like they were 14. Two mm. teens, you know. 18, they're adults. Right. Two adults. They're not teens. You see how the media works against us? Lady in Livingston who sleeps without an alarm or without cameras or without signs. They robbed your house because the next-door neighbor probably had alarm signs, was well-lit, and there was uh, cameras. All right, this is what happens. People aren't doing what they're supposed to do. Uh, you really have to harden your house. Uh, in my book, Crime Proof, Think Like a Criminal, Beat Them at Their Own Game, I cover this ad nauseum. Criminals look for prey. Now, could you imagine how this could have went? She woke up, two people were in her house. Yeah, right. Okay, uh, uh, teenagers, kids, 18-year-old yeah. men Who were in our house. About killing anyone. Human life. They don't yeah. care because they'll be out the next day. Right. Okay, and no one will give a shit about her. She'll be on page 35 of the paper. Now she's going to be living in fear the rest of her life. Is there going to be retribution? Are they coming back? Was it part of a gang? This is like her life is over, and there's no recourse or compensation for a victim in a liberal state like New York and New Jersey. There's no recourse. So she, you know, in Livingston, who knows? She might have voted in favor of this stuff. And this is what you have now. Yep. That's right. you, we get what we vote for. We get what we deserve, unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen. It's really, really horrible to, to live this way. I got this lengthy email from this Robert Sandy, and I'm going to read some highlights. But <clears throat> he wrote, 
Love the show this week. First, let me tell you, I want to thank you for everything. You helped me out in the past with all the information and advice, and you have a general caring for your customers. You are truly a kind and compassionate human being. You pay attention uh, and to people and help them out all the time. Pay no attention to haters. I went from novice to intermediate um, to expert hanging out with you people at Gun For Hire. Thank you for the signed copy of your book. I have read it, and it has also helped me in a situation. So he's a New Jersey resident, and he said he was driving in Orange County, New York, and he was pulled over by a local. He goes, I did what your book said. I had all my IDs on the dash, all the windows down, because they has tint on his windows, hands on his steering wheel. When the officer approached, he placed his hand on the top of the trunk, uh, not the back, and held it there for 10 to 15 seconds. So, yeah, he does, usually they do that because they want to put fingerprints on the car in case you pull away or something or you shoot that cop. They, they have fingerprints putting your vehicle at that place at that moment. It, you'll see that when you watch cops or something. When police approach a car, they touch the back of the vehicle. He goes, uh, the only thing he has on the back of his car is a, is a Christian fish, all right? And he's a member of uh, the first response community. And uh, when he came up to the car, the officer approached me to the rear window, not the driver's side, first. And the first question was, he asked me if I had a firearm on me. He said, well, did you have a firearm on you? He goes, no. He goes, and he was taken aback by this, that he would ask him that. He goes, uh, he had not even asked him for his identification. So seeing any ID or anything, he replied, no, officer. He goes, okay. And then he asked him for his stuff. He did approach the side window. And he said, I need your driver's license, insurance, proof of registration. I kindly responded and handed him the necessary documents. He then proceeded to ask me to pull into a parking lot 200 yards down the road to get out of traffic. He goes, he complied. And when he pulled into the parking lot, two other police cruisers pulled up and one blocked the entrance and one blocked the exit of the parking lot he was in. So he had the squad car behind him and the entrance and exit were both blocked. So he couldn't, like if he was going to have a high speed chase or something, you know. So the cop said he was doing 45 miles an hour in a 30 and, uh, you know, said there was something about a stoplight. He felt this was kind of suspect. But here's what's interesting. The cop told him that when he pulled him over and ran his license plate, he could tell that he had a New Jersey carry permit. I need, I need clarification from anybody listening on the yeah, show because that's... this is news to me. Yeah. They should not be linked together, but I do not put it past oh, the New absolutely. Jersey AG huh. and the state police oh, yeah. right. of, of doing something like this. Okay. Uh, luckily, he was let go with a warning and everything. After a couple of minutes, the cops, the two other cops that were blocked, this guy's name was Robert, by the way, the two cops that were blocking it, you know, pulled away. But it's just interesting. I, this is, I've never heard of this before. And here, like here in Alabama and in Florida and things like that, where everybody, pretty much everybody is carrying, that's, that's usually the first question that they ask. You, you know, like a police, will, the first question they ask if they stop you is, do you have a, is there, is there a gun in the car? Is there a weapon in the car? Do you have a weapon on you? That, that type of thing. They'll ask that before they ask anything else. That's, that's, that's good. Right, yeah. just to have at least one one question to ask if you have or not is is perfect. Yeah. You, you really really should, and uh, it's just interesting that they asked him that question. And the cop said he knew, and he says again he had no NRA sticker or you know CNJFO yeah, or ANJFC ANJRPC. It's interesting. I I just don't understand how this could have possibly happened. It's uh, kind of scary if no nappin's book on the back seat. You know? No, and the <laughs> cop you know right from when he pulled up he kind of basically you know, made that clear that he knew he had a gun permit. So it's interesting. So uh, if this is a fact, don't chance it and carry your gun if you're leaving the state of New Jersey thinking, well, I'm only running into New York for 10 minutes and then I'll be shooting back into New Jersey. Yeah. Okay. I, do, I don't know. I don't yeah. know if yeah. that's right. If, you, you know what I mean? I just exactly. don't, I just don't know. It wouldn't so, be the first time yet. I mean, how many times have the state police, um, targeted people coming in from uh, Pennsylvania gun shows that they've actually run surveillance at Pennsylvania gun shows and intentionally followed them over the line and then pulled them over 100 100%. So so let's talk a little bit about this woman in Livingston uh so a learning segment like out of crime proof. So I don't know if she, she's she's in a house in Livingston. I looked at Ch Chelsea Road. So 
when I sleep at night in the bedroom, my bedroom door is solid core, and I have the bedroom door locked. We don't have any kids in the house. It's just Tracy and I and Rex, and all three of us are in the bedroom. So that if somebody does break into the house, if they bypass my alarm system, uh, they they can't uh, get into the bedroom. And it's also if I get raided at 4 o'clock in the morning, they can't wake me up to the end of a muzzle. Because that could happen, too. Yes, it could. Yeah. And uh, so if your house has lights and cameras or at minimum an alarm sign on a stick on the front of the house, smile, you're being recorded on on a stick on the front of the house, generic ones you can buy on Amazon, uh, and also on the back of the house because people will jump over fences and break in. This is important. Because, again, amateurs like that, obviously they wanted her Cadillac Escalade, which was one of the reasons they came into the house probably, to get the keys. Uh, they probably jimmied a door or a window open and climbed in. But that's a big deterrent if they think they're being recorded or they think there's an alarm. Recording is secondary. Alarm is first because they're usually wearing black hoodies and masks, so you can't see because COVID has normalized mask wearing. Yes, so it sure has. So you, you can't identify the people. And the BMW that pulled out, 99% guaranteed, was a stolen BMW. Guaranteed, yeah. With a temporary right. plate on it right. that they printed out or from a stolen a, a software. Plate. Yeah, or a stolen plate. No, a stolen plate would show up on a license plate oh, reader. Oh, okay. Yeah. They use these white paper printed plates. They don't show up on LPRs. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the house should be hardened. All the windows and doors should be locked. The perimeter alarm should be set at night. And you should be sleeping in what we deem a safe room, which could be a master bedroom, preferably has a solid core door that swings out rather than swings in. You'd be surprised if you're having some remodeling done in your house. Have your contractor or handyman, quote, putting a uh, solid core door in the bedroom or bedrooms and use six-inch screws into the frame rather than, you know, inch screws into the frame and putting a decorative blind deadbolt on the inside of any bedroom door. Now you've created every bedroom in your house or at least the master bedroom as a safe room. Hmm. Very hard for someone to get in if the door swings out. That's the, um, the the preferred thing for drug dealers. All drug dealers have steel doors that swing out on their house. Cops can't get in with battering rams. They usually have to get those 12-inch diameter saws and cut a hole in the house to get in if the windows are barred or whatever. Or just you drive need, through the front with a tank. Yeah. You need to do an assessment on your house. Do you have any extension ladders outside that are not locked up? Do your neighbors have any extension ladders outside that are not locked up? That's a big one. Because they will take it and use your own extension ladder and go up to the second floor and open that window you left open. Or if you have a window air conditioner up there, they'll push it in. And if it's a 5,000 BTU air conditioner, they'll push it in and hold it and lower it to the ground. You won't hear it go thud while you're sleeping in the house. Okay? If you have a dog... Whether it's a four-pound dog or a 400-pound dog, it's a great first line of defense because the dog will alert you at 3 o'clock in the morning that something's going on. I use the old adage in my story here where my significant other heard the dog barking 3 o'clock in the morning, and she woke up and said, shut up, to the dog. And I said to her, no, you shut up. The dog is barking at 3 o'clock in the morning (laughs) for a fucking reason. (laughs) Right, because he knows shit you don't know. That's correct. So let's investigate, but let's investigate from our safe room in the bedroom. My keypad in my house, I have a keypad at the front door, and I have a keypad in the master bedroom bedroom. The reason I have a keypad in the master bedroom is I can look at the keypad and see where the breach was. Not only that, but I can look at the keypad uh, on my phone. I have alarm.com on both of my houses, Florida and New Jersey, and I can see where the breach is. I can look at the cameras on my phone. So I don't even have to leave the comfort of my safe room. If that woman was in her bedroom and she was tipped off, that she was locked in, she would have been much safer. And if she was tipped off excuse me that someone was in the house with cameras or alarm or anything she could have just stayed there till the police came now if she did not have uh digital locks like i have on my houses where i can let people in or lock them out at will she could have a gun for hire solulum light stick that we have here in red with a keychain attached to it with her front door key attached to it and when the police got there 
she could have told dispatch she's going to be opening the bedroom window and dropping the light stick down with the front door key attached to it. So they don't have to kick the door in. So they don't have to kick the door in because I don't know about you, my 200-pound ass, I ain't going downstairs and unlocking that front door if I think somebody's in the house. Goddamn right. That's not my job. <laughs> That's right. That's not my job. I'm good. Uh, okay. Uh, now not there to clear the house. <laughs> now, she should have a simplex-type lock uh, box in her bedroom where at least have pepper spray, maybe a stun gun. If you're a gun person, a gun would be valuable to have in there. A couple of flashlights would be valuable to have in there. Um, uh, so, again, you have some things that you can protect yourself and your family. Now, if I, if I had a gun and I felt somebody was in the house, I would look at the defensive positions of that safe room. If you don't have kids in the house, if it's just you, I would kneel down behind the bed with my elbows resting on the mattress facing that entrance door to the bedroom and I'd have my phone on hands free laying on the bedspread and I'd be announcing I called 911 the police are on their way and if I had a gun I'd be saying I have a gun and I will use it you better leave this house if I had an emergency plan if you read my book my kids and all would have been behind me in that bed, in that defensive position. And we all would have been locked in that safe room. Now, if I had kids, all of their bedrooms would have had solid core doors too. So I could have just run in the kid's bedroom and locked that door and knelt down behind the bed and made that the safe room. There's a lot of options that you have, but it requires visualization and mindset. It requires going through life in code yellow. It requires always having a plan. And a plan is only as good as five seconds, five feet, or a shot fired. Yep. Okay, boom, 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 plan's over. <laughs> but it's nice to have some contingencies. It's nice to be a little focused. You have to get your family involved. Every daylight savings time, when you check your fire extinguishers, when you check the batteries uh, on your flashlights, when you change the batteries in your smoke detectors and your carbon monoxide detectors, you should be having an emergency drill in your house. You should be having a fire drill and having an emergency drill. This is a great example. Crime is not going away. As long as we continue to reward criminals, crime is not going away, yes, ladies sir. and gentlemen. That's right. Until people learn they need to vote properly. And listen, there's a uniparty. So we oh, know that. Right. But we need to let our politicians on both sides realize that we are not going to tolerate the coddling of criminals anymore. Once the pendulum swings and some key people lose some key seats... It will trickle down a little bit, and maybe we will see some changes. But until we get serious, we are not going to see that happen. That's right. When they realize we, we, that it is not the gun that is violent, but the user of the gun that is violent. You are your own first responder. You are liable for your family's safety, health, and well-being. So get your shit together. Prepare your house and train. And you don't have to be a gun person. Read my book. You right. just have to be a prepared person. Right. You have to be a realist and realize that this shit is not going away. And it, don't believe it can't happen here. Or don't believe it can't happen to me. Oakland is coming to New Jersey. It's here already. Yes, it is. How are we doing on time? Else. I'm we on a tire. Done, pretty much. We have private training classes. We have qualifications. The 22 Fun League is back. The Glock 20, the Glock, uh, Glock GSSF Glock League is back in the fall. Get here. Support those who support you. Stand strong Sunday. Uh, I love you all. Even you uh, cat food eating basement dwellers on Reddit. I fight for your asses just as much as I fight for the people who support me. Because a rising tide rises all boats. Even you effing anchors. <laughs> And with that, it looks like you've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun for Our Radio. Gun for Our Radio is a kind of media production. The music is in this broadcast is managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of my amicable, very affable, Ephemal, Master Trano Anthony Calandro, author of Crime Proof, Think Like a Criminal and Beat Them at Their Own Game, which you just heard an excerpt from, a very great excerpt that will likely save your life one day available wherever great books are sold and at the gun shop bookshop gun range known as gun for hire uh we love you guys from the shadows of the new york city skyline and the beautiful gulf shores of alabama have a great week we love you bye see you next week Sweetheart.